right, everybody. Welcome to another Mortgage Fundamentals podcast. I am your host and subject matter uh, expert, Daniel Mosqueda, and I am here with one of my good friends, pickleball connoisseurs or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. Daniel Chavez. How are you doing, Daniel? Good, man. I, I appreciate you having me here. It's a pleasure. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself since yeah. you haven't been here before. So. so I am a real estate agent focusing on new builds. And I also do resell normal listings, a lot of that stuff. I've been mm-hmm. in the business for four years. Uh, really quick story about myself. I tried having a normal job, and then I discovered that I'm really good at speaking with people, building relationships, and delivering awesome customer service. That's so, questionable. Uh, with people. <laughs> yeah. I might be dyslexic, but it's okay. That's perfectly uh, fine. Industry. <laughs> But where can these people um, find you if they went online? You can reach out to me via TikTok or Instagram at Daniel Chavez Realtor. The same on both platforms. Yeah. I so. follow Daniel myself. He's got mm-hmm. some uh, interesting content if you guys really want to see something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've also been branching out with lifestyle stuff. Though, so I'm trying to show more Vegas things to do. Mm-hmm. More of my personal interests like pickleball, gym, all that type of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's, cool. it's an evolution, right? Social yeah, media is always an evolution. Yeah. So. Can't be what is it? Uh, just one sided in a sense. We're all human. Yeah, hundred percent. I yeah. mean, I feel like once you put yourself out there, people will connect with you, especially relate to you. Mm-hmm. If, for example, like say you like Mario or League of Legends, like I know somebody over here, you know, calling me out like that, nerd. But <laughs> it's okay, you know, it's it's cool. Um, I, I do believe that yeah. people relate to that. And once people trust you, they like you, they want to do business with you. It yeah, just you know, starts to relationship it's, always, from there. it's relatability, man. And all honestly, this industry has to be relatability in some way of showing that you're just not a robot. Hundred percent, bro. Right. I right. think communication too, especially like when people reach out to you, like just answer the phone, man. Like it's truly not that hard. Just yeah. pick up your phone, text people back, and yeah, you'll 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 have business. So simple. Yeah. At least it seems that way. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so we're gonna talk about some stuff today, Daniel. Let's and you it. know what we're talking about today, bro? Uh, mastering the mortgage terms and rates and what I should use and all the all of the above, a little bit of everything, bro. Yeah, there's the dyslexia. Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about mortgage terms and interest rates. <laughs> so for those of you guys that wanted to have a better understanding of what a mortgage term is and how interest rates work and can impact your payments and stuff like that, this is the podcast. For I you. think this is very great, especially for first time home buyers trying to understand. You know, the terms, which one should I go with? Is this better for me? Mm-hmm. It really just depends. But yeah, these are the basics and I hope it helps you out. Yeah. Uh, and when it comes to me, like I always recommend, like work with a lender that will take the time to explain the pros and cons to of everything. Mm-hmm. Not just always like, oh, here's what I can do for you. And that's it. Yeah. Make, make sure that you're picky too, because you're interviewing uh, lenders. So that's, that's another thing. It's like, it truly is an interview, bro. Yeah, it is. It's an interview. It's an education process. 100%. Um, and in my opinion, I always try, or at least from my own personal experience, I always try to make sure that my clients understand as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mentioned this many times in previous podcasts, but yeah. I wish somebody taught me what I but you know try now. to teach people because 100%. it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, don't get too yeah. deep because it's too much, but yeah. Yeah. knees, yeah. knees deep should be knees fine. Deep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and start with the first topic. So. Cool. Uh, we're going to be talking about mortgage terms. So a lot of you guys have probably been out there hearing about different types of mortgage terms. Um, for the most part, a mortgage term is essentially telling us how long you're going to have that mortgage, right? So right. there are a variety of types of mortgages. We got 30-year mortgages, mm-hmm. right? 20-year mortgages, 15, and 10. Right. right. And the most common ones you hear are between like 30 and the 15, and the 15 right? Um, so for the most part, that's just plainly putting it the simplest way to kind of talk about these things. and. These are mostly 
terms for like the fixed rate mortgages. Yeah. Um, now the possible differences between maybe picking between mm-hmm. the 15, 30 and all those, it's going to be two things. Yeah. It's going to be, if you do a shorter term, sometimes you might get a better rate depending on the market. Mm-hmm. With the anomaly of this past year, that wasn't the case. They were right. actually about the same rate yeah. or more expensive. Um, and then your payment, right? So I think those are the two things most people are looking at yeah. when they're purchasing home anyway, or right. at least searching for. Yeah, I, I would home. say payment is probably number one thing, mm-hmm. uh, especially since people aren't too long in their homes anymore. It's usually mm-hmm. like five to seven years. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I heard that the that average actually went up to about ten years. Oh, did it? Yeah, well, probably, especially after COVID rates. You know, people are locked into their homes, so mm-hmm. you know, a lot less reason to sell the house. Yes, yeah. you know, especially like if you bought like 2020, 2021, even early twenty two, you should have a good amount of equity. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that even if they were to buy another home, they could easily rent that house. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. cover the mortgage at least, or if not, cash flow. And you know, yeah. why would you ever sell the house? I mean, not to do that. Yeah. Unless you have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, it's you know, so it, it, it just depends. Uh, the people, yeah. I think that's a that's a definitely a conversation. Yeah. Like where if that's people are moving these days, it's mostly yeah. having to having a reason to, especially if you're like you're locked in at a really good rate. Yeah, from back in the day. Yeah. Um, but those those are essentially just the two differences I think for that. Um, so we'll go into pros and cons between the two, though. Let's right. Do it. So let's start off with the thirty-year mortgage. Yeah. Um, what do you think some of the pros are to actually having? a 30-year or a longer mortgage because even 25 and 30 are both yeah a little bit longer so personally i think the 30 is probably like the best option for for some home buyers especially mm-hmm. if you're not planning to be there forever mm-hmm. and if it's you know like lower term lo- lower premium it's usually gonna be like the best thing possible mm-hmm. um and if you want to pay more you can always do so and mm-hmm. that would reduce like the amount of interest that you pay for the years yeah uh especially like if you're gonna do an investment sometimes like if you can qualify for the 30 and your numbers make sense, you mm-hmm. could always do the 30. That way you have paid less on paper, but you always pay more. Yeah. So um, the two things that I think Daniel basically talked on there was, A, you're going to have a better payment or a much lower payment with more a More affordable. Term. Yeah, more affordable. Yeah. But also he was talking about the flexibility, right? Yeah. The flexibility that you have the option if you want to pay more right. towards your principal yeah. and then pay that down sooner. Yeah. So I think those are the two key ones. Um, but... You can also get into the house quicker, right? Because of the mm-hmm. payments, going to be easier yeah. to qualify for, right? And you have that flexibility instead of waiting until you have a down payment or can afford like a twenty-year term or fifteen-year term yeah. mortgage. I mean, in, in your experience, what would you say? Like, say you're buying a three hundred thousand-dollar house. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest difference monthly between like a fifteen and a thirty-year, roughly, from what you've seen? Oh, these days, and this is this is yeah. Say anywhere between a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks. Just estimating the top of my head. That, really that's a lot, man. Especially with mm-hmm. inflation and everything getting more mm-hmm. expensive. Like mm-hmm. it's it's better not to have that fifteen hundred dollar mortgage or that yeah. extra payment on there right. if you don't have it, right? Because yeah. there are other options. You have the option of a making extra payments that like we were talking about in terms of paying it toward principal, right? Or some people use this option, which is the which we'll talk about probably more in detail in the future in future podcasts, but. You can do the one where you pay your make a payment every two weeks. Yeah, that too. Right, yeah, every two weeks. Yeah, which technically mm-hmm. is one additional payment at the end of the year per year. Right, and it may not seem like a lot, but it can right. honestly reduce your the life of your loan for about by about three four years, I think, mm-hmm. on average. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if it's if it's something that's really important to you as yeah. a buyer, then 
I, I, I think the biggest thing is just affordability, especially mm-hmm. like when it comes to like debt to income. Most people mm-hmm. have, you know, they're paying off their car, they have student loans and being able to have an extra thousand, fifteen hundred bucks just to afford on your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Does it really make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, especially like if you want to have a family, if you want to have kids, you know, like the cost of childcare is expensive, man. And that's almost like a second mortgage. It, so. it, it is a second mortgage, man. And it's getting only more expensive. <laughs> it's only going to get more expensive. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, flexibility. No, I feel like the flexibility and mm-hmm. the lifestyle too. Because like you don't ever want to be house poor. Exactly. So. so who the heck wants to just spend their time? Like if you have friends and family at home, I mean, yeah, if you have a great house, go for yeah. it, man. But, to do that, but. but even then, man, like once you have so much equity and you have a house fully paid off, like that's money that you could be doing, getting a larger return on, on your investment potentially. So, mm-hmm. you know, having a house paid off, like if you want and prioritize, like having the peace of mind that cool, I don't have to worry about that. Cool, but you know, if you put yeah. that money anywhere else and other, you know, investments or industries, you could be having your money work for you rather than just having it tied up. Yeah, I think. So. Um... Just getting to start on the equity is going to be a key thing. You're not you're not earning anything. You're not gaining anything from renting. In all honesty, yeah, you know what I mean. You're just paying. Right. The only way I would assume or think would the only thing that I think would be easier or better for you would probably be if you're like living at home for free, yeah, for a while just to save up money. Correct. But, if you're if you're actively working on coming up with a down payment, because if you're can, just like spending and splurging on whatever, then you have to be proactive about it. Too. You, you can't just stay there and not yeah, do anything yeah, either, right? So. Yeah. But if you're renting and you had the opportunity to purchase a home or have the opportunity, I would suggest going that route. Right. I did it. I didn't think I could do it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's better to start sooner on building equity mm-hmm. because you're not just paying down principal. You're yeah. gaining equity from appreciation as well. 100%. Rude. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that changes your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this one client that were much younger than I was. Mm-hmm. And I was helping them with a rental off of Craigslist. And this is like, like when I first started my career, dude. Uh, and I and I just asked them like, hey, have you ever thought about buying a house? And they're like, is it possible for us to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like this before I met you. I remember them sitting down with the lender and mm-hmm. him. He was shaking because he couldn't believe that he could afford my house. Like it was, it's one of those things, bro, where it's like mindset, and you're just like the power of knowledge. I'll it's, tell you, I'll give you another one right now. I think it personally, in my opinion, yeah. I think it's great when people actually do it but i think the ones that actually surprised me the most yeah and i had one yesterday and i had a kid come to me i think sometime last year as well is when yeah. you see the younger generations and by younger generation i mean someone who's like 20 21 right actually taking the first steps of trying to purchase a home. Yeah. you know what i mean right it, it baffles it doesn't baffle me it just i'm surprised in a good way where i'm like hey i'm glad that you're actually doing it because there is a lot of people that don't even try to figure out how they're gonna get into a home at this age right, right? because they just think oh i'm 20 years old there's no way I'm even potentially ready. I could, yeah. Now, this kid is not ready right now, right? He's got a couple of things he's got to fix. Right. But he knows what he needs to do Yeah. now, right? Having, having a game plan is huge, man. Especially, mm-hmm. like, once you take that first initial step of sitting down with the lender, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That, that tells you everything, man. Like, yeah. And then from there, if you actually want to make this happen, yeah. cool, you got to fix this. You got to pay this off. Yeah. You got to save this much. Yeah, it's yeah. inspirational, man. Like to be honest 100%. with you, when you guys when you see a young kid doing it, it's it's, it's in, for me it's inspirational. Like yeah. you don't normally see it that often. In fact, it wasn't him who was telling me this is girlfriend's forcing to do it. You know, somebody's got to do it. Sounds like a smart <laughs> girlfriend. I mean, if you ask my opinion, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At least someone's pushing it, or at least at least he's listening. Ladies, 100%. get yourself a man like that. I guess. So, or the other way around, or you know, something, just, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, so longer terms, right? So it's flexibility, payment, all that other good stuff. So what are the cons 
in your opinion, from probably. You're going to be paying more interest. Mm -hmm. It's going to take you longer to pay off. If you're planning on staying for that house for the full term. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I I think those are the probably like the main ones. Well, equity is going to be built up slower, too, Uh, too. technically. I mean, yeah, you're still building equity. You're still building appreciation. But if you understand a simple interest mortgage, you Mm -hmm. understand that a majority of your principal and interest portion at the beginning like the first five, 10 years. That's when you're paying just principal. Mo- that's why that extra interest. payment monthly. Interest, mostly interest. interest. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much just yeah. interest. Yeah. That's um, why if you pay that first, you know, additional payment at the end of the year, it'll mm-hmm. it makes It makes a difference, man. Yeah. Um, and you, when you're closing on your loan, you'll notice that it tells you on the loan estimates and CDs, like how much you're excited to pay right. over the life of the loan. And yeah. those numbers are huge, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. They're a little scary and they can be a little intimidating, but in right. all honesty, at the end of the day, it's going towards something. Oh, 100%, so, man. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're in the home, at least three to five, seven years, you're going to have enough equity to be able to use that as leverage. Yeah. Whether it's to get yeah. into a nicer, better home, mm-hmm. uh, rent it out, it really just depends on what you want yeah. to do. Yeah, I think um, there's always options. I right. think my favorite thing to talk about on this thing is big picture, right? Too many people are narrow-minded when it comes to purchasing a home. Right. Big picture. Yeah. What do you okay? You're purchasing a home right now, but if that's your final home, that's perfectly fine. But what if you want to, what if you want to enter enter into like real estate investment? Maybe you're trying to uh, get into a bigger home in the future for your own personal reasons, whatever the case may be. Man. Right. Just have a think about purchasing a home right now, but also think about where you want to go. And, and that's that's crucial, man. I mean, it yeah. really depends if you're a single dude, if you have a wife, if you want to have kids in the future, or if you're uh, a single really, mom. That, that too, you know, it also depends on your employment and what you do, mm-hmm. what, what you, you know, it really depends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, for example, like if you are serving mm-hmm. and, you know, appreciate your service. Um, you talk about pickleball serving. I was like, that's great. <laughs> no, no, no. Veterans, man. And all the type of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, all those serving. Dude, those so courses, they, yeah. they got a lot of benefits and they should really be taking advantage. Yeah. Be and, and that's the thing, man. If you're going to be somewhere for four years, if not longer, like yeah. it may not be a bad idea to buy a house every city that you go to as long as it makes sense as long as it's yeah. not like la or new york where prices are like up there uh oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 you know, million it's... dollar home uh san diego right now i just seen an article on that where yeah, the seven home... grand plus for for a mortgage payment right now that, that's hot i'd love it <laughs> but you get the you get the beach bro but hey you get the weather yeah everything about it and yeah. it really just depends like if if you if it really makes sense for you to spend seven grand for all of the benefits mm-hmm. and for you and your family. Yeah. 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 I'm actually helping out some clients right now in California yeah. and their payment to us. Like we live in Las Vegas in Nevada. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our prices have gone up in terms of um, home prices, yeah. but to see a mortgage payment that I'm seeing for that, I'm just in my, my face, it's a little big yeah. at the same time. I got to remember that our cost of living here is different. What we make is a little bit different. The way people right. view these things are always going to be different. So it's always mm-hmm. kind of the eye of the beholder kind of situation when it comes to that, you right. know. So yeah, I got nothing more on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean honestly, in California, bro, I don't think prices are ever going to like massively dip or anything. It's just going to keep getting. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think oh. the only thing right now, and I, this is news right now. Today is what December first when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest issue right now in some of these places like california is the mansion tax that they're they're coming well, up we'll, with. we'll see how that plays out man. yeah but, we'll see well taxes yeah. are, are amazing love taxes uh, yeah <laughs> if you if you don't want to pay income tax come to vegas we'll help you out income tax you mean state tax that's it. sorry yeah yeah, state, <laughs> state, yeah, yeah, yeah. State. 
<laughs> you still got to pay income taxes yeah. here, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's move on to the next topic before Daniel says something incorrect. <laughs> um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is like the pros on short term uh, mortgages. So a short term mortgage, I think, would be considered like anything 15, 10 year loan. Right. Um, so some of the pros to that is you're going to be paying that off faster. Yeah. Right? Less interest rate, mm -hmm. more equity. Yep. Long, it, you know, yeah. Sure. So pay it off quicker. So like I would assume a 15 year loan is for somebody who can actually afford it, who's pretty well off purchasing maybe a home that they're going to want to pay off soon. Sometimes even investors can pay off a home a little bit quicker that way. Yeah, for investors, like if you have a property that's like cash flowing really heavily, it may make sense. It really just depends on your numbers and the goal yeah. that you have in mind. Yeah. And then you so, mentioned the other thing, which was interest. Right. You're going to be paying a lot less in interest in a 15 year loan. Like, yeah. I am saying. Dude, it is crazy. Like, my mom, my mom refinanced to a 15 year loan during mm -hmm. when the rates were super low. She got like 2.5. And the payment is still and, good. And she's renting it out and, you yeah. know, cash flowing like 700 bucks a month. Like, it's. Yeah. And you got to. It, it's. That's a key thing right there. You got to do it at the right time, right? Yeah. Every, everything's, everything's timing. timing yeah. everything's, everything's very timing. much timing. Yeah. Um, you build equity faster with a lower one because you're paying more towards principal at that point. Right. And that's where I, I tie that into the investment part because it's a quicker return on your investment. And depending, like some investors keep properties for the life of the loan and keep it forever. Some people buy one, get as much equity as they can because maybe it appreciated faster and right. then use that money for... To buy more. And, yeah, yeah, and then life. do something like a 1031 exchange and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Right. Talk to your tax person. I'm not, I'm not the guy about that, but right. it is a very common thing that they Oh, no. They well, do. Once you start buying more rentals, depreciation and tax savings, mm -hmm. that's what a lot of the wealthier people do. That's mm -hmm. how they don't pay tax. <laughs> but talk to your CPA. This is not tax advice, uh, but I yeah. Would, I would never advise anybody to do it taxes because, again, I'm not the pro, but I just know that there are benefits. There are benefits. Benefits to benefits. doing all these things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, just there are, there are already tax benefits anyway to purchasing a home, even for yeah. someone. Even like, if it's just your primary. I mean, yeah. yeah. Help you out. The interest itself. Mm -hmm. Some, I think you can do some things with upgrades, right? Mm -hmm. From my understanding. Yeah, that too. Just yeah. depends. And even if, like, say you're working from home, mm -hmm. you can always write off part of your home depending on the square footage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Again, not tax advice. Talk to your CPA. Not tax advice. Oh, it's, it's a pretty common known one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you know, I'll tell them this. Like, if, well, since we're on the topic anyway, like if you, if you're purchasing a home, you're not just paying your mortgage every month and you're paying interest. And I understand you're paying a lot of interest, but every time I do my taxes because of that tax credit, it actually saves me a lot of money, guys. Like, it is it is a good benefit to have. One hundred percent. So if you that is auto again. Thank you, guys. Um. Who that doesn't is, like dogs, man? Come uh, on, that it's is fine. true. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a co-host like in three episodes already. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but that's my dog. Anyways, um, the tax benefits are amazing. Uh, you are actually saving a lot on money yeah. at the end of the day. So you're not truly paying that big mortgage payment. You're actually going to be getting some of that back right. at the end of the year anyway. Yeah. Um, so the next one is cons of short-term yeah. uh, loans. What do you think some of those are? So you're going to have to be able to qualify for it. So affordability Keyboard. and, you know, debt to income and all that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. usually, like, you're going to be able to qualify for lesser of a home in terms of price. Yeah. If you're already kind of riding the edge or on the verge of not being able to afford a lot, yeah, cutting down your loan term only makes it even more hard and much more hard. Yeah, much, yeah, much harder, more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your affordability, your ability to repay that loan becomes a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, and just because you're getting a better interest rate, that, that shouldn't be your key goal here you're you're purchasing a home 
for a couple of reasons, right? The first one, it could be for investments, but it's also something, it has to have certain needs in it. And mm-hmm. sometimes a sh- smaller priced home isn't going to have everything you need, mm-hmm. especially if like you're a family, you have right. a family, right. um, maybe you have your family living with you, you know what I mean? Um, maybe you have, like you mentioned, uh, some sort of business where it needs additional space for mm-hmm. stuff like that because you right. work from home. Yeah. So, you know, it's, that's a big con in my opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a first time homebuyer, I'd probably say like don't even think about it unless like you're in a super net well financial situation. But you know, yeah. it's your first house, mm-hmm. so just yeah. get in through the door with as little money and the monthly payment, payment that you as can. possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. get used to the payment. Um, yeah. but that's a key one too. Like first time homebuyers, most of them don't qualify for it anyway, right? And most yeah. first time homebuyer programs don't have that option, right? Like in terms of down payment assistance programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So if you're looking for some of those, unless some of them do have it. I haven't seen yeah. any outside of the 30-year options. Maybe they'll have some in the future when rates get a little well, bit. Once uh, 40 years are like the norm. Uh, we're not doing 40-year uh. loans just yet. <laughs> wasn't I think it was a topic they brought it up at some point. It was a topic, yeah. It was right? a topic, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It would help more people get into homes, but that interest. Yeah. The interest rates would have to be a little bit more yeah. feasible in 100%. a sense. Yeah, 100%. but um, yeah, those are the pros and cons to the mortgage terms. Um, the mortgage term aspect of everything isn't too hard. You know what I mean? It's just loan terms yeah. and easy peasy stuff. You know. So yeah. the next thing we'll talk about right now, I think, is something a lot of people are very interested in. A lot of people are very fixated on, and that's mortgage interest rates. Scary <laughs> stuff. Eight <laughs> <laughs> like percent interest rates are definitely scary stuff. Um, but you know, I think. Especially with the media kind of focusing on it over the past, I guess, three or four years, because since we had like the lowest rates ever, you didn't hear too much about mortgage rates before no. that. Everybody in their neighbor was buying a house because why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. interest rate, yeah, it mattered yeah. to some extent, but since they were at two percent and three percent, all of a sudden up to eight percent, right. basically overnight. Yeah, big topic in a sense. So let's talk about what uh, mortgage interest rates. What I don't even know how to say this, but yeah, mortgage rates interest rates are going to influence your payment. Right? Big time. They're gonna they're gonna Big tell time. you what you can afford, yeah. what you can't afford, can't right. afford. Um, they are basically mostly influenced by a few things, a lot of things actually. Number one and most important is gonna be your credit score. Your credit score. Credit score. Credit score. Credit score. Credit score. Credit score. <laughs> That'll. <laughs> credit. Credit. Yes. Uh, credit score is gonna be one of the big ones. The other one's gonna be your loan type. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, mortgage term, which we just talked about. Your down payment amount. That's it. Um, the type of purchase you're making, or you're mm-hmm. making a primary, second, second home, end home investment. investment property, yeah. Um, and all of these things, just I mentioned this before, but like purchasing a home and getting the right interest rate and everything that needs to kind of make this happen, it's like pulling a lot of different levers, right? You're kind mm-hmm. of adjusting everything to make sure it fits right perfectly fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. And with mortgage interest rates, it's the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that's the word I'm looking for. There's a lot of influences. Variables. Variables. That's Variables. the one I'm looking for. Thank you, yeah. sir. You're welcome. I can, I can speak sometimes, okay? <laughs> I can speak sometimes. There are some variables, uh, a lot of variables that definitely impact what your mortgage interest rate is going to be and the market too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't just, I can't give you a 2% interest rate today just because there are certain things that makes it weird. It wouldn't even make sense. No. Even if you could, it wouldn't make sense because all the points that you have to buy down. Yeah. It, different topics. Yeah, that would be, a, yeah. that would be a, what do they call that? Predatory lending. Correct. That would it's, be not that. 2006 <laughs> it's not two thousand six anymore. It's not two thousand six anymore. We won't do that. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even suggest it. To be honest with you, you'd be. No. It wouldn't even be worth it. You'd probably be refinancing way before that. 
Um, so mortgage terms, like I mentioned before, or the mortgage rate, um, it comes with it comes in two different forms, right? You can either have a fixed rate mm -hmm. option, yeah, or an adjustable rate option, or adjustable rate mortgage option, which right. is also known as an arm loan, an arm, an arm loan, an arm. or what some people might have considered a subprime loan back in the day. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, but they're a bit different since the changes in 2013 and um, after the creation of the CFPB. Um, but let's start off with the fixed rate term. So a fixed rate term is an interest rate that you're going to have for the life of your loan, for the yeah. life of the mortgage term. Right. Kind of what we talked about, right? Yeah. So if you were to go into a lender today and they were quoting you a 30-year uh, mortgage, FHA for 5%, that is your interest rate for the life of that loan. Until 100%. You, until you either pay off that loan, yeah. sell the house, or refinance. Yeah. Right. So as long as you stay with that term, yeah, as long as you're the owner mm -hmm. or you sell, that's when it. Yeah. Varies. Well, even if, yeah, yeah, as long as you're the owner. Yeah, because sure. if you rent that, it's just gonna be the same. Yeah. If you because and just make sure it. that you're one year in the property before you rent it out. Yeah. Otherwise, it can be considered mortgage fraud. <laughs> it is considered mortgage fraud. It is considered mortgage fraud, and I, I would say like mortgage fraud is a lot more common than you think. So. Absolutely. It's. Absolutely. So. Basically, if just to kind of get on the topic really quick and just kind of go over it, but mm -hmm. if you purchase a home as a primary residence, you have to live in the property for a year because it's in the clause. Even if you refinance that property, if you refinance the property, you refresh that one year. And it also depends on the type of loan for you be, for you to be able to refinance. Yep. Yep. Um, and if it's a specific like program, like a down payment assistance program, some of even those, trickier. yeah, those clauses can be a little bit trickier. Some of them might even require you to pay back some of that stuff if yeah. it's before a certain amount of time. Yeah. It's it's really complicated. So just talk to your lender. Make sure you understand the caveats behind mm -hmm. a lot of these things. Yeah. But um, for the most part, a fixed rate loan, mm -hmm. you keep that for the life of the loan. Yeah. You right? won't have to worry about it. Um, maybe when you're renting, you know, your lender may be like, "Hey, two hundred yeah. bucks more this year." Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to raise your payment two hundred yeah. bucks a year. Yeah. <laughs> um. The uh. But I will say this, and as. And so people understand, like the fixed rate is telling you what your principal and interest payment is. Essentially, right. just the core payment of, yeah. a, of a loan. Uh, there are other aspects or other things involved with your payment, which include homeowner's insurance, property taxes, HOA, HOA, which is not in your mortgage term, but it's your personal payment that you have to mm -hmm. make, and possibly scissor lids yeah. too. I didn't even think about that one. Melarus in California. In... That's what they're called in California. Scissor lids? We had no, Melarus. Oh, really? There, we yeah. have scissor lids here, technically. Yeah. Mostly for like new If you're prices. buying, you can try. Yeah. yeah. Um, or which is the other one? Mortgage insurance premium or PMI? Mm -hmm. Private yeah. mortgage depending insurance? Depending on how much you put down and depending on the time. You know, yeah. So, so in a sense, your PI is going to stay the same. Right? The only Principal thing, and the interest. interest. That's going to be the same for the life of the loan. Yeah. Yeah. But your homeowner's insurance can change mm -hmm. because you have to shop around for that. You make sure you keep up with that. Yeah. Your property taxes always change every year. Mm -hmm. um, you can you could go back to your county assessors and kind of like just do that too, depending okay. on which state you can. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Depending on what their you know what your assessed value is. Oh, what if they assess more, bro? Well then. That sucks. <laughs> I mean, you could always pull up comps and be like, hey, here's what my neighbors are paying, blah, 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 yeah. blah. It really just depends. Oh, okay. okay. So, I've never actually done that, so I'm not really I too... Mean, I haven't either, but it yeah. is possible for you to go around to, you know... Yeah. Do some assessor. research on that, guys. Yeah. In all honesty, research, research, research. Like, if you're going to be doing anything, in fact, you should be doing your own due diligence in a sense, right? Um, but those are the key things, property taxes, mortgage insurance premium, 
for FHA doesn't fall off, so you have that for the life of the FHA loan. I would say that's a con of the FHA loan since yeah. you would have to refinance to drop that. Mm -hmm. But if if it gets into the house and you're comfortable with a monthly payment, yeah. I will say this about that part. Sometimes just having that mortgage insurance premium is still cheaper to have that loan than mm -hmm. having a loan without one because the interest mm -hmm. rate might be higher. So it really depends on how Conventional much. Conventional loans tend to have slightly higher interest rates. So APR is more important, I would say. Yeah. Your APR is definitely going to be more important. Yeah. What is the bottom line? Look at all the numbers. Make sure everything's good. So it's an APR, Daniel. All the numbers. <laughs> so it's the cost of all of the things that you're financing pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So I know percentage. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Anyways, but what was I saying? <laughs> okay, your property taxes and your mortgage, but your private mortgage insurance can follow. That's where we were. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah Conventional. So, you, so yeah. your private mortgage insurance is a private third party that gets you the mortgage insurance on any, if you put less than twenty percent down on a conventional loan like you mentioned, right? right? Mortgage insurance premiums are on government-based loans, mm -hmm. which is most common. FHA. FHA. VA doesn't have one. VA does so not if have you're one. a veteran, VA is an awesome loan. Yeah. yeah. Way better. Um, and USDA, I'm not sure if USDA has any. I think it, it does. Yeah. I think it does. It's still government loan. Um, yeah. And just to give you guys a quick synopsis, uh, mortgage insurance premiums and PMIs are just there to ensure that the bank is insured if you're just you default, in case you default yeah. on the loan. Yeah. So unfortunately, that cost goes on to you because you're the one being insured. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's. It, it took us away from having to do 20% down. Well, that's the thing. How long is it going to take you for you to save 20% on a $400,000 house versus, yeah. okay, I don't mind paying an extra $100, $200, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, yeah. I think it makes more sense financially. Yeah. Because, like, for you to have, like, 80 grand in a house tied up that you can't have liquid or invest somewhere else, might as well pay the extra couple hundred bucks. More. Yeah. And you if, you, if your home appreciates fast enough, you can always drop it off too. Yeah, just yeah. call. If it's conventional, you can get it dropped off. If it's uh, FHA, just get looking through refinance options. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just yeah. you have options. You got options. You have options. Yeah. And like I said, if you're gonna be in the house forever, it doesn't really matter anyway. Yeah, it's true actually. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about when do we do fixed rate loans? When is it a good time to do a fixed rate loan? If it makes sense for you financially, and you don't have to worry about it later. Um, mm -hmm. I will say this, like you have seen some arm loans, especially like seven years where like they'll drastically lower your payment. But mm -hmm. a lot of people are kind of like scared of that. It's like, oh, well, you know, yeah. I can change after those years. I don't know what the situation will be like. But I would probably say like for your average buyer, it's probably better just to do that. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, I would agree to disagree. It really depends yeah. on the market, right? So fixed yeah. rate loans, in my opinion, are great for people that are going to live in the house longer. Yeah. Like you had mentioned, right? Yeah. Fixed rate loans are better for people, like you also mentioned there, too, that are afraid of any kind of adjustments to their payment, right? Um, investors probably would probably be better off with a fixed rate loan, in a sense. Depends on what they're doing, too. You know, if it's like, if they're only going to hold on to the property for a year or two, then they can take a gap. It really just depends yeah. on what your goals are. Yeah. yeah. Um, fixed rate loans are usually, you know, those are probably the two key things or key reasons I would ever yeah. do a fixed rate loan. Right. Um. But the cons to doing a fixed rate loan, I don't think there's really many many cons. I mean, it. unless you have a super high rate, you're going to have to refinance eventually. Yeah. But the super high rates. Yeah. Oh, if rates are low, it's really a good time to do a fixed rate loan. Mm -hmm. Because now you're keeping that rate. Yeah. Right? Like in 2020. It, yeah. If you have anything in the two, threes, and fours, like, yeah. you don't yeah. have to worry about anything. Yeah. Okay, if it's going to be chilling. a really competitive rate, yeah. fixed rate loan, 100% all the way. Right? So um, then for ARM loans. Arm loans are fun. I'm not. 
<laughs> How often do you do an arm loan? You don't do them very often right now. I think they're about two or three percent of the purchases right now. Yeah. Um, the reason for it is because they aren't really in um in a good place anyway. Yeah. They're not in terms of interest rate. Yeah. Um, but arm rate loans. Let me give you guys a little idea what an arm rate loan is. So an arm rate loan is an adjustable rate mortgage that has a fixed rate for a certain period of time initially. So like five, seven years really yeah. just because of the terms. Yep. Yeah. Seven, ten, five, mm-hmm. three. There's yeah. there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um and then after that it can go up or down Depending based on where the market is. The market, yeah. So it, it does have a cap initial rate mm-hmm. increase. So meaning it can only go up so much the first time it goes up. And then it has a cap rate for every period after that. Right. right, that it can go up, but it also yeah. has a cap rate in general. Yeah. So let's just say you got an interest rate today, and the cap rate is seven, or let's just say six. Right. Then it can't. Your interest rate can never be more than eleven percent. Yeah. All right. Um, the way an arm work loan or uh, arm work, an arm loan works, is let's just say it's a seven six arm loan. That means for the first seven years, that rate is fixed at that year. Right. Mm-hmm. After that, every six months, it can adjust based on what the market the is. Doing, yeah. yeah. If it's a 7-1 loan, same thing on the first part, mm-hmm. except after that, it only changes it once a year. Right. Yeah. So they're a little tricky. It's like a stair, just boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is, the only positive thing is, is that it can actually go down. Right. Right, if the market's doing better. Yeah. So you don't want to see it when it's going higher. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 Right. And you're just like, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I love how you love this topic, man. Uh-huh. All right. Um, what was I going to say? So what are the pros of a, an ARM loan? Hey, let's preface again. People are scared of arm loans mm-hmm. because all they think is it's 2007, 2008, right? Yeah. Where things just changed like that. Yeah. Um, the difference between arm loans then and now is that they're more regulated now and we still have to qualify you on the highest rate to make sure you're going to qualify for the, right. for the loan. But the best time to do these, I think, is if, like, I think you've mentioned something similar. Like if you're going to stay there for a short period of time yeah. and if the rate's better, right. take an arm loan. Yeah, why not? You're gonna you're gonna move yeah. out anyway, or you're right. gonna sell the house anyway. Yeah. It's a short term investment. Mm-hmm. Take the arm loan. Yeah. Um, I would also say, like, if you have a very tricky financial scenario, sometimes the arm loan would be a little bit more flexible too, rather than true. like a government loan. Yeah. I had that in the past where a buyer, you know, like they had to go arm because they couldn't qualify traditionally. Really? Yeah. Well, see, you got to just as long as every as long yeah. as your agent knew that or the lender knew, like there was 100%. different options. Yeah. Always go with somebody who's going to figure yeah. out the best options or at least yeah. offer the right options for their clients. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. The, the, the way I think about this is the agent and the lender that you choose, they have to be driving the bus for your best interest. And that's really where it makes the best, biggest difference. Like yeah. For them to know how to structure, it's like, okay, like this is your situation. Maybe you can't do this, but let's try this. And then it works out. That's really the biggest thing. I will say this. Yeah. That is 100% facts. <laughs> uh, drive the bus, man. Yeah. Drive the bus. Somebody's got to drive the bus. You can't just be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna send you to the lender and then forget about you." Like, yeah, oh, you have to be present. I I said this before, and I'm always gonna say this: when you're picking your lender and your real estate agent, it's like picking a team for you, like your team, mm-hmm. right? They have yeah. to be there to support you. Yeah. You have to pick the right team for you. Mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, when you're picking a lender, you have to pick a lender that. It's not. I'm gonna say this. It's not always about the rate. The rates are very, very important when you're picking a rate one. But you have to have someone who knows, like he says, drive the bus. Like if you're if you're gonna end up in rocky roads, right? This person better know how to off road a freaking bus, exactly. right? Or yeah. else you're just gonna be stuck there and 
You can lose your deposit sometimes, or you can just yeah. waste your time, your convenience, your mindset. Like mm -hmm. buying a house is stressful as it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and there are some lenders. I I I I just hear about these things, but there are some lenders that only want to do the easy things and don't yeah. want to figure out different a ways. Cookie cutter, like yeah. slam dunks. Yeah. And this is something that if you are thinking about buying new construction, sometimes you can't go through the in-house lender. Why? Because they only want to do the cookie cutter loans. Mm -hmm. so yeah. This and, is, yeah. And if I can do cookie cutter loans all the time, I would take them. But yeah. in all honesty, yeah. that's a challenge. <laughs> it'd be la uh, you know, it'd be boring, man. Uh, nah, just... <laughs> it, it would be boring to be honest with you. I, 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 I will say that it's great to have them every once in a while to give you a break from everything else. But you want to have somebody who's been seasoned, been through some stuff, been through the mud, and they're gonna figure out a way to. I also feel like your attitude towards problem solving is probably more important than that, and having the right like team behind you. Like, okay, yeah. I've never gone through this, but let me talk to my manager, the underwriter, the processor, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm not yeah. gonna waste your time. Let's see what can you know the best route possible and all that yeah. stuff. And, and it's really somebody who's actually going to go in there and challenge them because sometimes it's yeah. your processor coming back at you and a good lender will go in and try to figure out, just go back to the guidelines. Guidelines, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen that all the time. It's like, yeah. hey, here's the guidelines. Here's what you can get away with. This is how we have to structure it. Yeah, this is what we have to say. This is how yeah. we have to do it. Let's just go. Just, I know that was a side note. But gotta drive the bus. Gotta drive that bus. Drive, drive the bus, man. <laughs> Even if it's got flat tires, bro, we gotta drive <laughs> that bus. Uh, but where were we with our thing? We yeah. were talking about arm loans, but the pros, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pros of an arm loan are if you're doing short term, that's most short term. And I would probably say like more tricky scenarios when it comes yeah. to like not being able to qualify with the traditional loan products. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the con to arm loans is the fact that like if you wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if I was going to be there for a long period of time because yeah, a you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Oh, the other way you can that reason you can do an arm loan is if you if you're playing the market and you know rates are going to drop. That's one. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, if you have a crystal ball and you're, you're for sure, you know, set on things. Then... Crystal ball or, like I said, playing it. Gambling. Yeah. You're gambling. Yeah, you're I mean, it's, gamble. you know, testing it going in the air. I mean, yeah. will Jays probably drop? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when will they drop? Who knows? And if you know, just hit me up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're all kind of guessing about a lot of things right now. Um, but, yeah, yeah, those are the, the good ones. Cons are, like I said, it's just the interest rate change, not knowing what's going to happen. If you're going to be in the home a lot longer and rates are better right now, I wouldn't suggest it. You know what I mean? Just, just, just make the right choice. It, and but we're here to advise you for that. So, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's really just what makes the most sense for you when you're comfortable with. It. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Um, what influences? So let's talk about rates in general, right? Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit earlier about what influences your rate. So we won't go over that. But just mm -hmm. to recap, it type of purchase, credit, credit score, down payment, yeah, program, yeah. And I feel like this is why I suggest to most of my clients, like, even if you're thinking about just buying a year out, mm -hmm. always reach out to the lender to make sure that you're good. And mm -hmm. if you do have homework, such as, you know, making sure your credit's a little bit better and all that type of stuff, like, you have the time and mm -hmm. the capacity to be able to save that up, pay that off, whatever it is. Yeah. And I also say, like, look at your credit because some people think that they have to do certain things with their credit when they actually don't have to. It actually no. doesn't do absolutely nothing. If you're looking at credit karma, sometimes that thing is way off. So it may be like, like it may tell you your credit score is much higher than it is, or it may tell you that it's much lower than it actually is. Credit karma. Credit karma. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good overall, like. Uh, it's a good, it's great for you to understand what's going on, at least to keep track of stuff. Correct. I will not say anything bad about credit karma because I use it myself for just my personal stuff to make sure I have a fraud going on, mm -hmm. have an idea of what my credit score could be. Yeah. 
but I think credit card was more used for things like if you're buying a credit card or getting a credit card, yeah, a car loan. I think people don't have an understanding that credit is calculated differently based on what you're purchasing. Yeah, you have the Vantage score versus FICO scores. So yeah. when you're buying a house, they're using the FICO score, which is very different in yeah. terms of how like each little variable is weighted. Because mm-hmm, there's so, hundreds of things that go into it mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah, and that, I mean, obviously we can go into, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it'll give you like a general idea, but sometimes like I've had people who are like. They think their low, their credit's much lower than it is, and then the, you know the, the lender runs it, and you're like, "Oh, cool, you're good, sweet." Yeah. And then the opposite happens, and they're disappointed. Yeah, so, or you're paying off uh, collections that you shouldn't be paying off anyway. And that's where a lender will have a lot of impacts. Yeah, yeah. So, so that said, let's talk about strategies for securing a favorable rate. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go. All right. <laughs> I think the key important thing here is like you just touched on it right now. Yeah. It's the buyer's consultation with the lender, right? Right. You're not going to know how you're going to secure a better rate until your lender knows your circumstances or your financial story, in a sense. Yeah. All right. Where where you're at currently, what variables, where do you want to go, by when, how are you going to make that happen? Yeah. Um, Usually, you know, like the who, what, when, where, kind of like basic English storytelling. Yeah. Pretty much that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get your Dr. Seuss. You know what I mean? Cat in the hat. Are you red fish? Are you blue fish? Which one? One, two, three. I'm not sure, man. But the only way I'm going to ever get that is if I get to know who you are financially. So that's not just me having a conversation with you. Yeah. A consultation. I mean, that's a general of it. You know, a general yeah. consultation will be me sitting down with a client. I'm going to ask them what they think. They have an idea of what their credit score is. Yeah. Uh, what they're doing for work. An idea of how they are in terms of debt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then what they do. Because again, VA loans very important too. There's teacher loans out Disability there. Disability with VAs, that's yep. a big thing too. It yeah, just yeah. So there's 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 that. Then I have to figure out how much you have, what you need in order to get into the house. Are you going to need down payment assistance? Yeah. Are you going to? Are help you getting them? help by a family member, yeah. a gift, all that yeah. stuff? Like there's there's lots of variables. Yeah, it, that, it's this it's yeah more levers, more variables. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the best ways I think to secure a really good loan is. Or a good good interest rate, right? Is going to be first credit, right? Second, we're going to look at what where we are in the, with the market, mm-hmm. right? So right now we're kind of in my opinion in a mixture between a buyer and seller market, but some properties are actually offering things like seller credits, mm-hmm. right? Right. So how can you secure a in better interest rate with seller credits? Well, you can either use that money to buy down the rate. Buy down the rate. Yeah. Um, if the interest rate isn't really too much of a factor, use that for closing costs, no, whatever the case yeah. may Less be. Less money out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Really just depends if you have a certain monthly payment that you have to need to mm-hmm. or get to, or you'd rather just like, cool, I'm just going to save 10 grand out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So. And there's permanent buy downs and temporary buy downs, which I'll mm-hmm. talk a little bit on in the future, but yeah. those are great options mm-hmm. in my opinion to yeah. help you with like earlier payments or your payments a little early on in the loan right yeah. kind of almost like a pseudo arm loan Ish, a reverse no arm way. loan i yeah. call it like a reverse yeah. arm loan because it yeah. steps up right. in a sense yeah. um the other thing is what else can we do to kind of secure better figure out what go for it what do you have uh, i mean credit's going to be just the biggest thing i mean mm. if I mean, I guess your down payment will kind of play a down factor. Down payment, that's right. Especially with conventional loans. Yeah. Uh, the more you put down, the less you're... Yeah, conventional loans is going to look at the biggest... I think conventional loans look at more risk factor, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I will say this. I think from my personal experience with conventional, you'll see a little bit more of a change in interest rate when it comes to down payment, whereas mm-hmm. FHA, it almost 
almost always is the same rate almost across the board no matter yeah. how much you put down yeah you know what i mean um and that's why i think fha when you when you're trying to purchase a home mm-hmm. right I, that's why you get a little frustrated sometimes with people when they're saying oh, i'm saving a better down payment i'm like that that it doesn't really matter. I it's mean, with conventional, you're like your your loan to value has more to play with, mm-hmm. especially for the mortgage insurance that you're paying. Yep, and then so. the mortgage program type or the mortgage purchase type, like we talked about before. Yeah. Right now, if you're purchasing a primary residence, mm-hmm. rates going to be way better. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, since 100%. two since two thousand one, I think it was. Second homes used to actually have better rates, mm-hmm. but as of two thousand one, sometime I think it was sometime in the beginning of the year. They changed it to where second homes are treated like investment properties in terms of cost. So you're always going to have a higher premium yeah. with those. Right. Right. So in my opinion, in, in a way to secure a better rate, let's just say if you're trying to become an investor, I would suggest making it your primary residence first for the first year like we talked yeah, about earlier. Yeah, and then move out and buy the next one. And- yeah. Because now you have a primary rate on that. Just because you're moving out of there after a year mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to change your loan. Correct. Right. You get to keep that. Oh, we talked about rate won't change. Yeah. So rate won't change. Yeah. Property taxes, HOA, and all that other stuff. Yeah. But right, at yeah. least... You have a better rate on that, and then you can continue on with other purchases and get yourself maybe a bigger home for yourself or whatever the case may be. Right. So that's one of the other ways you can, in a sense, secure a better rate for yeah. investments. 100%. 100%? 100%? Yeah. You sure? Maybe 99.75. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not 100%. Um, let me see. I think for the most part, those are the key mm-hmm. ways that yeah. most people can get one. Yeah. I mean, and keep in mind, this is probably like depending on your local market. If you have new construction, mm-hmm. this is probably like the best way. Yeah. Especially if you're buying your first home, is you know builders are gonna incentivize you mm-hmm. by buying down your rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of getting like a seven or eight percent right now, like you can get something in like the low to mid fives. Yeah, most builders have definitely been very much. How would I say this? Uh, aggressive. <laughs> very aggressive. Because keep in mind, like yeah. they can just take money from the profits that they're making, and they're just gonna keep selling. So it's yeah. not like your traditional seller, where like, you know, like they can't just offer you thirty grand just to buy it on your rate considerably. Yeah. So. so the thing I will say about new homes is new homes, new home builders are definitely yeah. been aggressive with the rates. And yeah. it's, if you're looking for a better rate, mm-hmm. and you can afford or qualify for one of those homes. Go for it, man. Like, I bought yeah. new homes myself. Yeah. I, I'm, Same here. How about, about a brand new house? Mainly because I got yeah. a much better rate and they paid for my closing costs. Yeah. So I saved myself, you know, thousands of dollars out of pocket and saved myself thousands through the years. You know, it's. And I'm pretty it's, sure it's Daniel represented himself and got himself his closing costs. Yeah, I did. Well, I got <laughs> closing costs and my commission. So, you know. Uh, that's Which is great. So, yeah. uh, so Daniel just double dip, but you know that that's a great way to kind of look at it if you're looking at those things. But the only thing I will say about new builds, and specific, I'm going to talk specifically about the market here in Las Vegas. Um, when it comes to new home builds versus like a resale, depending on where it is, mm-hmm. just pay, make make sure you're paying attention to everything because everything is great for can be really great for a new build. But the property taxes are always going to be a lot higher. It could be a lot higher for yeah. a new build. The, the pros and cons for everything. Yeah. I, I think for me, the biggest thing when it comes to buying a you know, brand new construction home mm-hmm. is the in-house lender. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they may not be the best. Sometimes mm-hmm. they will drop the ball. And mm-hmm. that may cost you a lot of stress, headaches, money sometimes. I think stress uh, is definitely the biggest one in money. Yeah. they they tend So they're volume most of the time. So mm-hmm. they have a lot of loans going all at once. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're not the most professional. They won't answer your call during the weekends. You know, uh, it's... Uh, yeah. And then sometimes, you know, depending on your financial picture, like sometimes you can't qualify through the in-house lender because they just want the cookie cutter loans. Yeah, I'll say something like this, like cookie cutter and like 
they want mostly traditional loans, right? Like conventional mm-hmm. FHA and stuff like that. So yeah. it, I know this is a little bit off topic, but it, there are other kinds of loans to kind of help buyers. For example, like business owners. Yeah, bank you could do like a loan, bank statement loan. Yeah, investors yeah. through a DSCR loan. Uh, maybe there's uh, what's the other one I'm looking for? If you have a lot of money and tied up in investments and receive money from that, there's different ways of doing things like that. There's, I mean, you could always do like hard money loan if you want to put homes. There's there's, there's lots there's, of options. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of options without getting yeah. too far. I know that we've talked about like the yeah. basic ones, and I, I want to talk about those topics in the future. But just to yeah. so know that there's yeah. there are tons of ways to get into a home so like if you're don't get discouraged about anything i'm always oh, going to say that always yeah. always be motivated man yeah. be motivated to get into a home and make sure you're working with somebody who knows about a lot of these things especially with the new build because sometimes like if you just let the builder and then has lender drive the bus like they can screw you over the other thing is the lender that's going to work with the new builder make sure that they understand that they work with the new builder support because new build construction and lending is very tight in their dying timelines mm-hmm. right you have to understand that it's a very delicate thing because the new builder wants to work on their timeline. They don't care about your. your and timeline. that's one thing too is like you have to make sure that you're working with somebody. Like for example, I always recommend if you're buying a new build, make sure you have a buyer's agent mm-hmm. that is an expert in that and will know how to make sure everything is you mm-hmm. know to your liking. That way you don't get screwed over with terms. Builders, you know, like they're fun. Sometimes they just want to screw you over and they don't care. They're just doing volume. Like you said, they're doing volume. They're not just doing the yeah. loans and volume. They're just building, 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 building. Yeah, and that's, that's the life of a new build. Uh, but all in all, yeah, that's essentially the podcast. Do you have anything you want to add to this? Uh, I would probably just say if you are thinking about buying a house, don't be scared to take the first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like filling out a rental application. If you've done that, I'm pretty sure you can fill out a mortgage application. It'll probably take you, what, 20, 30 minutes, depending on yeah. everything. Send you a link online or you just mm-hmm. call me and. Yeah. I help you with it. To be honest with you, yeah. I do them every day, so it won't take me that long to do. Or it if anyway. you want to sit down with the lender, like make sure mm-hmm. that they give you the time of day for them to sit down with you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, if you are using an online lender or like a bigger bank, there's been bigger banks where I've had clients try use them to start the process, mm-hmm. and they won't get an email or a phone call back for like three to five business days. So make sure. What sh- are they doing? <laughs> I don't want to name drop, but you know it's it's something with federal, <laughs> you know, federal, federal something. Oh yeah, yeah I got yeah, you, man. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just get a good one, man. But uh, that being said, um, I really appreciate you guys stopping by again. Um, if you guys uh, found this podcast to be interesting yeah. and very helpful and educational, please go ahead, like, share, follow. Comment. Uh, comment if you hate it just comment and be like hey yeah, yeah. you guys suck yeah yeah this well, that's fine <laughs> this we'll is, get better this is your niche right there we'll, we'll bro <laughs> no, no no that's not my niche. uh but yeah i really do appreciate you guys uh coming by today i'll be sure to drop the links to my other social media outlets down in the uh, description box i'll also put daniel's down there if you guys want to talk to him um, yeah, and, if you, if you, you want to shop for a new build in Vegas, that's mainly my niche here. So yeah. I can hook you up with builders that will fit your price, your timeline, you know, all of the above. I'll make it really nice and pleasant for you. Very easy. Shameless plug. Look at this guy. Saying, hey. <laughs> I love it. But hey, if you want to buy, you know, a resale house or if you have a listing, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All realtors yeah. do everything here. But thank you guys for joining me and we'll talk to you guys next time. Yep. Thank you guys. Thank you.